Hey, thanks for coming back on Wednesday here at the Airport Minute, where each and every Monday through Friday, we go over the greatest disaster movie of all time, Airport, Ross Hunter's production at Universal Studios from 1970. I am one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDad.com. And I'm host number two, Mark Cerulli of CovertOps.tv. And once again, uh, riding out this week with us is Pete Mummert from the Indiana Jones Minute. Hello. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. thanks. And uh, we are finally, oh, thank God, we are finally. We're out of the yes, lounge. Out of... No no more paneled walls <laughs> no, for no us. No more McCall's <laughs> magazines and uh, whatever, Cosmos of, of years gone by. But we are now in a in a new set. We are with, with Tanya, who's led us into the Customs Inspection Hall, which looks like one of the simplest sets ever built. It's just, you know, yeah. three walls and a bunch of guys in official-looking hats and tables. She is... Uh, Looking at well, it she never says her name here in the movie, but according to the credits, her name is Mrs. Harriet Dubarry Mossman, played by none other than uh, the the mother of uh, Thorndike from. Yes, yes, yes North by yeah. Northwest, one of my favorite movies, and uh, yeah, I, I was I, I, the name sounded familiar. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Jesse Rice Lander. She did to catch a thief too. Exactly. Yeah, she is great at playing this part. I mean, she is, boy. You know, I, why she's not playing Mrs. Thurston Howell, I'll never know. But she comes across so great as just somebody that's being put upon, and she this is beneath her station, and does it to a T. And you know, perfect casting there. I had read somewhere where she always claimed she was the same age as uh, Cary Grant. Hmm. Uh, and I think I think she's she's sort of played old. Yeah, she she's actually older than Helen Hayes in this movie. I think she was seventy one when she did this movie. And Helen Hayes a year younger. Very, uh, she does it well. I mean, she she carries it right. She's built for the part. And I, I always wonder: is that did Edith headdresser, or does she just carry a lot of these clothes and goes from one movie yeah. to another? Because <laughs> fur fur goes well in in, in uh, L.A. temperatures. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. No, wearing? you're right. They're in they're in Chicago. So yeah. It, but what is she wearing on her head? It's like a nude pantyhose strapped fur cap yeah it uh, yeah i don't know well you know this is edith head being a uh, modern or something i was wondering if that's like a mod <laughs> take on a uh like a like a sick hat or something it, it's very you know it's, it's got the fur parts and it's it, i don't know she's it sells the it sells it quite well that's that's for sure yeah but, um yeah. i can't i think there's a little propeller on the back of it you just can't see it because <laughs> of the angle yeah but she's she's just going to town uh on uh lloyd, lloyd nolan. nolan yeah yeah who is i you uh, know this is his intro too and he's playing uh harry standish <laughs> what a great yeah name. and <laughs> mr standoffish <laughs> yeah it, it's very i mean he he's good he's great at being the official he's great at being like the judge or the police officer mm. or the doctor and he was—he had just finished doing uh, *Julia*, I think, with Diane Carroll. That was a, a three-year run on NBC, and uh, he was a doctor in that one. You know, Julia was the was the nurse, so it's like he's very familiar to television audiences when when he was in this movie. He he underplays it by just nodding his head or shaking his head and things like that, and letting her rant and rave. And basically, he's just giving her more rope. Today, today she would find herself being strip searched in a mm-hmm. back room. Yeah. Oh, that, and, that... Uh, it would not be pretty. It would not end well. <laughs> yeah, yeah m- mouthing off to the to the folks between you and home is not a good idea. But she. Uh... What, what do you think it is that that got her flagged here? Well, I, I think I'm I'm tending to go with uh, what uh... smuggling. Well, right? Yeah. Well, well, her uh, Lloyd Nolan's black tar heroin. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Lloyd Nolan was pointing out that the labels weren't sewn on, and it's the, possibly the sloppiest label ever. It looked like a Cub Scout that had just won his uh, Bear Award and had sewed it on himself. That's how bad that looked. Yep, there's a big close-up. I guess Bergdorf Goodman uh, gave them their approval. Yeah, inter- interesting product placement. Yeah. Here's our... Uh, Knockoff. <laughs> yeah, here's here's a here's yeah, a knockoff label. We're way better than what you see here. What, what right. would you have to buy from? Bert? But what was her scam? Uh, she's bringing back uh, she's bringing back expensive, you know, tariff heavy uh, furs and jewelry. Only well, we we hadn't seen the the jewelry yet. Where uh, uh, Lloyd starts, you know, he notices this dog in a cage, which yeah, apparently you could just bring a dog in from Europe, and there's no. I, I have no idea if there if there is a uh, quarantine, but apparently you can just throw the dog in a <laughs> and uh, and bring him back in. The dog's whining about something, and he's feeling he's feeling around the inside of the collar. So apparently something's up in there. Poor Jessie is, <laughs> you know, she changes her tune suddenly and is like, no, 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 no. I I, I made a mistake. Here. Everything I've taken in here is a lie. I left my underwear in Paris. That kind of stuff. So I just could. I was trying to figure out how she was running this because if. If she's coming from France, like it seems odd that she's already got the label in the clothes. Well, I think what she did was she like, she bought a uh, you know she she bought a bunch of T-shirts or something from uh, from uh-huh. Bergdorf that had labels in them, and then she you know like a blouse or something. She t- you, she cut out the labels, took them with her to France, and then when she was back at the hotel, oh, okay. she was sewing in all the Bergdorf labels, <laughs> and it just seems like a lot of work uh, for, for for when you're on vacation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> in Paris, you know, this yeah. is her, this seems to be her leisure activities. Like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll go over and I'll bring back diamonds and jewelry from another country, because <laughs> it's got to be cheaper to do that than buy them in America. Unless the labels are a red herring, and she's hoping they don't notice the dog yeah, ex- if they're looking at the yeah, labels. They'll, yeah, they'll they'll find the diamonds and they'll forget the uh, you know the, the the nice balloons that are floating around in the dog's intestines. <laughs> <laughs> and if uh, minute, minute fifty three, if you look at that, the uh, the uh, extra playing the other customs inspector is looking quite befuddled. He's perfect. <laughs> hey, what am I doing in this scene? He's perfect. <laughs> He's perfect. Well, he, they're they're just setting him up. They they're, they're going to need to throw it to somebody in the next minute. So. He's he's just there to uh, uh, yeah. Then he lunges forward and puts a chokehold on uh, Miss Landis. So. <laughs> yes, lucky for her, tasers hadn't been, or they might have been developed, but they haven't been deployed yet. It's a very sad minute. You know, I mean, it's a very dated minute, of course. I don't understand why they have to go get somebody in authority. And she's these people are U.S. customs agents. <laughs> they're they're not going to go. Oh well, if you're trans, you know, trans global will help me do it. Yeah. It's like. The, the yeah, no, nobody. Hell, you're on your yeah, own. You, you're nobody's. You're nobody's business until you get you get out of it. And how, like, this would be, I would think, even back in the '60s, this would be a sanitized area. You you can't just walk in and out of like immigration and customs. That unless you were smoking, <laughs> then they would let you walk in and out. <laughs> yeah, there are lots of ashtrays. Yeah, it it's just I I can't I can't imagine that maybe she's got some kind of a an airport pass or something that, that is never worn. Nobody ever seems to have any um, you know ID on them that they're, that they're wearing. But she can walk in and out of the customs area like that's the customs inspection that's not where even back then i can, i remember they used to have like a, a door that would open up and then people everybody would come spilling out into the uh, you know the, the main lounge but she's just walking in and out i would think nobody would be allowed in there until they finished investigating them uh, maybe she was walked maybe she was walked in by uh by harry standish i don't know yeah it's a, yeah. i do like to think though that that uh Jesse Landis is this she's the reason why in Airplane 2 
they're all those like they they got the guy watching the metal detector and you see like the terrorists walk through and he's just like go through go through and the old lady comes through and he throws her against the wall yeah yeah oh that's <laughs> I, funny like think, yeah yeah oh yeah you're probably warned. exactly right I remember that now yeah. and again it's it's one of those things that people see airplane but they've never they might never have seen uh, airport so it's uh you know the the joke finally makes sense now. <laughs> I remember reading at the time. I remember reading uh, about the making of of Airplane, and uh, uh, I think it was was it Lloyd Nolan, uh, Lloyd Bridges. Lloyd Bridges uh, was saying to Robert Stack, "I don't understand. What's the joke?" And Robert Stack said, "We're the joke." <laughs> <laughs> what plane is coming in? I don't know. Like, like it seems like. There's only there's only three or four people. Well, maybe <laughs> yeah, three people. These are the ones that are having problems. These are the ones, you know. Meanwhile, behind them, there's like uh, the guys in the in the middle distance. If you're watching around uh, second thirteen, there's a couple that's getting investigated and having stuff gone through. So they might have a whole nother story. Maybe they're bringing in, uh, I don't know, elephant tusks or something folded up in the thing. <laughs> it's just these these are all the troublemakers, and they all seem to be old people. They don't seem to have any youngsters. Like that, some things that this show is missing is there are no hippies, there are no young people. I guess there, everybody, all those actors are over at uh, you know filming Dragnet right now. But <laughs> it, it just seems like they're fifty or fifty or older people that are in trouble with the law here. I don't know. It's very peculiar. Well, they get rebellious when they hit middle yeah. age. <laughs> I'm not bowing down for the man anymore. And this again, you know, from a from a production aspect, this is another one of those very deep sets. So is this a set or did they actually go into a customs room in Minneapolis in the middle of the night? Or was no, it... no, this is this is on the this is on the Universal Soundstage. Okay. What what would you, what did you call that uh, place, Mark? The one that where the airport uh proposed the proposed map was. Oh, that was like the conference yeah, room. Yeah, some kind of a conference. This looks like a redress <laughs> of the conference room set. They took the map of the airport out in the back. They uh, <laughs> they dropped in uh, that background, which looks like where the conveyor belts for the luggage come in. and uh, just to, But uh-huh. they, they love giving it depth. Everything in these movies, every scene seems to be positioned. I guess it was Laszlo was the uh, cinematographer, but he worked with a set designer. Just try, try to make it as deep as possible so that you feel like you're just in one end of a, a bunch of cavernous halls. And that includes like stuff we saw yesterday with the executive lounge. You know, you, you turn to the, to the left of the executive lounge and you, you look on for what looks like miles to uh, Tanya's front door. And this is a, this is another one of those sets where it's just so darn deep. I guess that's just, just to give it the feel. Uh, the, the self-service, self-service luggage carts are a nice. Touch. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Behind her in the background there. Yeah. And the, uh, the yellow, the yellow brick seems to uh, tie it to the rest of the, terminal oh my god what am i missing i must let me <laughs> scroll over to that i don't want to miss that yeah the yellow <laughs> i see uh i see lloyd fondling the dog yeah oh there yeah. we go yeah self-service luggage cart yeah and the... i was curious yeah. about those i actually looked those up they were because i was i was wondering how long those had been around suddenly when i watched this and I, they were invented this set in minnesota in 1967 wow so so that was sort they were of cutting, cutting edge, edge technology yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we want that luggage cart in the shot <laughs> Get us that yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> oh, funny. It's, yeah, it, it is. Uh, I, maybe that's just from visiting Minnesota that they, that that hit them. It's like we got to get that and move that move that into this uh, this picture. <laughs> that is the biggest turtleneck I've ever seen on somebody. I'm not even sure if it is a turtleneck or if she's just taken a scarf and folded it in half and just wrapped it around as many times as she could on her neck and her head. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's a niqab. She's, you know. <laughs> yeah, she looks like it's like the final scene in a a boa constrictor swallowing something, and all you see is left is the head, and it's just about to close in. But she's uh, being very game about it. I mean, she doesn't lose her cool until Lloyd goes for the dog. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's all gonna it's all gonna come apart in the next minute for her. You can tell this is she played her hand. She tried the best she could. And now, well, game over, Charlie. So, I and that that's kind of where the minute finishes. So, uh, why don't we pick up the rest and find out what's what's in store for poor Jessie as uh, as her dog gets uh, dissected for uh, <laughs> for for contraband? Uh, if you would like to talk more about your experiences with U.S. Customs or uh, wearing uh, strange uh, silk tartans around your face, please check with us here at the Airport Minute on a bunch of different social media. You can reach us on Twitter at Airport Minute. You can reach us on Facebook. We have two different sites. You have the Airport Minute, where you get some information about our podcast, and the Airport Minute Commanders Club, which is where folks gather and complain about how miserably slow the uh, hosts are tracking along with this movie. So so, uh, visit us there on uh, Facebook. Uh, Also, uh, you can uh, visit our gigantic uh, airportminute.com site where we've got episode guides to uh, every episode, places for you to leave comments about individual episodes. And you can also actually physically or digitally buy a copy of Airport direct from Amazon. So you can watch this movie if you haven't seen it, or if you have seen it, you just need a refresher course on what the movie's like. We can also be found uh, for subscriptions. You can find us Monday through Friday as a new episode on iTunes. So please uh, go there, subscribe to us, uh, leave us a great review. Also, while you're there, you might want to check out uh, Pete's great podcast, the Indiana Jones Minute, where they are discussing lots of stuff, and hopefully uh, we'll discuss the next group of uh, Indiana Jones movies, even making it through Temple of Doom. That's, uh, God bless you. (laughs) That's the plan, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Well, uh, we will uh, pause here and find out. I don't know if we're going to be going on to 75 and 77 and so on, but keep your fingers crossed. (laughs) Yeah, I was wondering about that. uh, I know Mark is personally looking forward to the climb baby climb scene of... uh, (laughs) Fairport 75. (laughs) We will pick up uh, poodle uh, dissections tomorrow uh, here on the Airport Minute. Please join us. Until then, good day. Bye. Don't smuggle anything through customs. (laughs) Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling. (laughs) 